The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you back on this February 19th to Sunday. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. And anytime you have success, Michael, like the Eagles have had, you're going to lose pieces. They just lost their OC, their defensive coordinator, and they've got a bunch of key free agents coming up this offseason. So it's such an important offseason for the Eagles. Let's talk about the State of the Union. Sirianni's going to go into year three but he loses his OC, he loses his DC. This is a tricky spot for a third-year head coach. Yeah, I mean, he's got to replace two coaches that he relied on, specifically Gannon, who kind of had autonomy to run the defense. I I never got the sense that Sirianni was involved, although, you know, the Eagles are very good at at subletting out. Like, they hired Vic Fangio to help the offense, but he was also helping Gannon all through the season, and then in the Super Bowl, he signed that consulting contract. But not only is there's going to be change, uh, you know, Fletcher Cox is a free agent, Hargrave's a free agent, Sue's a free agent, Linville Joseph, I mean, Robert Quinn, who they traded a third-round pick for, is a free agent, and so Miles Sanders is a free agent, Minshew, their backup quarterback's a free agent, and so now all of a sudden you start stacking all these things up, you know, and they've got starters who are free agents, and when you lose starters, especially a guy like Hargrave, who's going to hit the market and... Teams like Chicago or Jacksonville or any of these teams that have significant money are going to spend for a defensive inside rusher that got double-digit sacks. They're hard to find in the marketplace. So Hargrave, as you know, the Eagles got him from Pittsburgh, really a good pick, and now he's going to hit the market again. So it's going to be very challenging for them to kind of keep this team together, you know, in its entirety with its ability what jerry jones was saying was not that they've gone all in he i think he mischaracterized it what jerry was implying was they're going to have they're going to suffer a lot of cap debt this year because of the way they restructured contracts to get under the cap in 2022 so as they move forward they're going to carry a lot of dead contract dead weight moving they're going to have to redo hertz's deal and so now they're going to have to do that. So they're going to spend a lot of money, but it's going to be they're going to lack some depth and they're going to need to rely on those two first round draft picks and a lot of the young players to come through for them. Objective number 1 for Nick Sirianni after losing a Super Bowl, replacing the OC and the DC, and here he is talking about the options. 
Shane and, and Jonathan were successful, not only because Shane and Jonathan are good football coaches, but also because they have good assistants and they have good people uh, working with them. And and so I feel like we have a lot of good in-house uh, options, um, which is always going to be where, where I start because, you know, that's that's just always kind of been how I've learned of, you know, grooming the people that you have and, and attempts for when this day happens that you're that you're ready to go. But but we won't stop just there. I mean, we'll we'll look at every option um to um to make sure we're getting the the best the best people in here to help our team we're going to do what's best for the philadelphia eagles and gannon took his linebackers coach with him to arizona as well yeah but i think i think sirianni he used the word we in there and i think jeffrey lowry howie roseman that front office is going to have a say on who will be the offensive defense coordinator now we know brian johnson will be the offensive coordinator so that's kind of an easy transition right and let's face it the line coach their line coach is the critical guy uh, he's the guy that makes all this go. They're not going to lose him. He was part of Chip Kelly's staff, so he's not going anywhere. And that'll stay consistent, which is critical for Brian Johnson to have success. And with Sirianni's background offensively, that shouldn't be too much of a problem as they transition, right? They're going to have to figure out if Kelsey retires, they got Cam Jurgens to come in and play. What happens with Samolo, Samolo the, the starting right guard, who's a really good player? I mean, Hargrave and Samolo are going to get huge deals in the market because they're young and they're really talented and so they're going to get to the market they're going to and they're starters they're plug and play players so I think that's going to be the real that's going to be the issue defensively I don't know where they go you know I would have said they would have hired Vic Fangio but they're two weeks too late on that and you know what other defensive coordinator could they acquire that could give them a little bit more of a style of play that's conducive to their offense. I think that's what they lacked. Remember, we've said this all year about them. They don't make any plays on the football. 36 passes in six games in 2022-21, the ball was on the ground against good quarterbacks. In that Super Bowl, they touched the ball with their back seven one time. One time they got their hands on the football in coverage. That's it. you got to be better than that. Isn't it odd? You brought up Fangio, who was contracted there with the Eagles this offseason when he wasn't working. Isn't it odd that he didn't wait to see if Gannon would get a job and then create a kind of a bidding war with maybe the Dolphins and the Eagles? Well, he already had a bidding war. I mean, he had the bidding war going. He was going to Carolina. Carolina thought they had him. Then Then Miami stepped up. And then he waited. And then San Francisco got into play. So he had three teams bidding for him. You know, and he was living in Miami. I think when he got when he left Denver, he moved to to Florida. I think he has a home in Florida, so that became really convenient for him. So I, I don't know if he needed one more team to bid because he was already getting the max deal that he wanted. You know, he could have gotten any deal he wanted from anybody. So he's sitting out there as a, as a free agent. It's the best place to be. Philadelphia Eagles stated the organization. We heard from the head coach. How about the president, Howie Roseman, who's done a hell of a job kind of rebuilding after the last championship? How about prioritizing Jalen Hurts' extension? Remember, they got, quote-unquote, burned with the Carson Wentz deal. Here's Roseman discussing. I think each example is on its own, you know, and uh, you got to look at um, – the individual player and that's not to be critical of anyone we've given a contract to that hasn't worked out to but um, I think when we talk again about Jalen we're talking about a guy we have tremendous confidence in a guy that we wanted him to be here for a long time and so um, it'll be something that it will be a priority for us so maybe you can walk us through it, it the spot they're in with Hertz because obviously that extension's coming and then that will affect the rest of the roster construct well, I mean, you know, these are the easier contracts to do when you can get some form of agreement with where this player ranks in the league, right? So, you know, when you're looking at quarterbacks' contracts, you know, when you're looking at the – you go right to the positional paywall. You know, you go right to where, you know, how much is the top quarterbacks getting? What, what is their value in the marketplace? What is the, What are they able to demand? And I think certainly, you know, you got Mahomes' number who took a little less. You got Josh Allen. You know, you've got Lamar's looking for a deal. So you, you've got you've got the Russell Wilson contract. You have the uh, 
the the Kyler Murray contract. So there's a lot of deals in there that are relevant. And so you kind of have a sense, okay, it's going to be somewhere between, let's say, 42 and 47 million. Could it get to 50 like Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. But, you know, I mean, that's kind of where it ends up. You know, you could easily go that way, right? So I think you have to kind of look at that and and base it on that. And then you're talking about the guarantees, what is the guarantee? How much will it take to guarantee that? How much of the, the the deal? So, and then the Eagles are going to have to figure out how they want to plan this contract as it moves forward, right? So, you know, when you look at it, he's probably going to get, let's say he gets $45 million. You know, how they spread that $45 million per year out, you know, let's say they get, Say they give them $210 million over four years, how they spread that out, how it works within the cap, and then what cap numbers do they have? Then they work backwards. Okay, here's where we're going to go with what we do. But remember, as I said earlier, you know, Hargrave's a free agent, but he leaves behind $12 million of cap debt. Okay? They're going to release Brendan Graham. He will – well, Brendan Graham's a free agent. He will leave $10 million of cap debt. There's $21 million right there. Then Jason Kelsey, if he retires, that's another $9 million. If When Samala leaves, that's $7.5 million. So all these guys are going to cost them money, and how much will it cost to bring them back? That's the question. Like, like Samalo is going to get over $12 million a year. He's a really good player. Hargrave's probably going to get $20 million a year. And so now when you're paying when you're paying the quarterback 45, you pay, you know, now you're in Ram territory and that's not the Eagles style. Because remember, AJ Brown's deal is going to go up over time. You wonder if there is a hangover, the losing team in the Super Bowl, you will constantly talk about how they played obviously many more weeks just by product of continuing into the postseason. And is this inordinate? I'm looking at the list, and you've mentioned them. Even Bradbury said he's not going to play for cheap after a standout season. Uh, Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Miles Sanders, Gardner Johnson. Like, this is a lot. There's a lot of piece moving pieces here for a team that just went to the Super Bowl. Right, and, and, and Hargrave's going to take with him $5 million of debt. So when, when it's all said and done, right, when they, when they come back, they're going to have significant dead money as they go into this, right? So that right now, you know, right now they're sitting here at, you know, the adjusted salary cap's $230 million. Right now, before they move, before they're out, they're going to have $27 million of dead cap, Right. Now, they rolled over $5 million from last year. So what happens is at the end of the year, when you have cap room, you roll it over. So it gives you a chance to go above the cap. You don't lose that cap space. So, you know, they're going to have – it's going to be very challenging. They're going to have probably, uh, you know, like $9 million of cap room as they enter the free agency. A lot went right. They had what you call the Gonzaga schedule. They avoided – specific injuries obviously hurts missed a couple of games but uh big time injuries so the the schedule is going to toughen up next year it's going to be an interesting season for the eagles it is and it's going to be a little bit of a you know they're going to have to figure out what they value and what they determine and they've got to do a great job of replenishing that their coaching staff has done a great job of developing talent that's going to be the key the secret sauce when you have a great quarterback is in player development Will be fascinating. State of the organization. The Philadelphia Eagles got a lot of decisions to be made. Now, speaking of decisions to be made, Nesson, we've got a treat for you. Would the Patriots consider trading Mac Jones? No, we're not trolling. This is a legitimate conversation. Albert Breer with the article. We'll come back with that next here at Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. 
In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit bartesian.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com, download the newly reconfigured app. If you're in Vegas, stop by any MGM property. Bring your state issued ID and you're ready to bet within minutes. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1 800 Gambler. Got to be 21 years or older. Just quickly for VEASAN pros, we've got the Gable picks in. Mike Samich, professional handicapper, just sent me a couple plays for today. Elliot, I'll send those over, so make sure you go become he's a pro. He's on fire. Samich is yeah, on fire. He's been, ki- he's been killing it. Just sent those over, Elliot. We sent Gable and Samich, so that's a big Sunday for VEASAN pros. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay. So, I'm not trolling, but I asked, would the Patriots consider trading Mac Jones? This is Albert Breer, obviously dialed in with the organization. Not like you, Michael, but obviously covers the Patriots and the NFL. Let's start with Mac Jones, and we'll start with part of this article, and that is the behavior aspect. Breer notes that Mac Jones's behavior did not sit well with Bill Belichick. That might be a reason the Patriots would be willing to hear trade offers. Are you hearing that potentially Belichick had issues with the behavior there with Mac Jones? You know, I, I think behavior is is an interesting word to use there. I think Belichick is about, are you willing to do everything to help the team win? That's the behavior he measures not the antics. It's like when people said he would never get along with Cam Newton because of the way Cam Newton dressed. That had nothing to do with it. Cam Newton was one of the hardest working guys that ever went to the Patriots. Showed up early, worked late. Unfortunately, his shoulder was shot by the time he got there, so he couldn't play football anymore. But the reality of it is he worked and his behavior was towards the team and winning. I think they have to get they have to get Mac Jones's demonstrative behavior corrected. But his behavior in the building is towards winning. And obviously with Bill O'Brien there, who coached him at Alabama, they know him really well. Take a step back, though. Like, if somebody's willing to offer you a really good deal and you feel Bailey Zappi is as close to him in terms of talent, you have to listen, right? You have to listen. Because Mac hasn't set set there and said, I'm an elite quarterback. I'm a top five quarterback in the league. I'm not, I'm not untouchable. Everybody's touchable. Lamar Jackson's touchable right now. So I, I think... When you look over it and you have a, a coach like Belichick as a general manager who's very aware of value and understanding that you can't fall in love with that guy, you certainly would. But I think it would take something that he'd have to be convinced. I don't think it's a behavior issue. I think it's more about value issue. Yeah, and Mac Jones certainly wore his emotions on his sleeve during the disappointing season. Matt Patricia out, Bill O'Brien in. You mentioned the familiarity there. Maybe that changes a little bit. There's some respect there with Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien. 
Right. I, I don't think, you know, look, I, I don't think they would have made the move to Bill O'Brien, you know, A, it's comfortable. He's been there before, but also he's been comfortable with the quarterback. So he knows the quarterback. I think, you know, they're trying to make this work. I don't think they're trying to make it not work. And last year was was poor. I mean, last year, I think anybody who watched their game tape saw that it didn't work and it wasn't effective for a myriad of reasons, starting with the offensive line. You know, that's going to be the key. That's going to be they have they hired Andrew Clem. I know it's been announced. Clem had a deal in, in Oregon. He was still. So some of these college, these colleges are getting really smart. So they're tagging their coaches with buyouts, the assistant coaches. So, you know, who pays the buyout? The NFL? No, of course not. The, the, the school wants their money. If you're going to take the coach, you got to buy the guy out. Clem had a buyout. I don't know if that transaction has occurred. Maybe it has. Maybe it hasn't. Okay, now we get to the money quote from Albert Breer, and I'm going to read this for you. Would the Patriots consider trading Mac Jones? Breer says, I think they would. Internally, I don't know if they see a massive gap between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I'm not saying they think Bailey's as good as Mac, but there was some element of Bailey doing what he was coached to do last year that I think gave Bailey the edge to some degree for a little while there. Do you agree as far as the chasm not being great between Jones and Zappi and the Patriots' mind? You know, I would say any gap between Mac and a player is never going to be wide because Mac's not a unique athlete, right? Mac doesn't have a unique arm. He doesn't have unique athletic skills. What he has to be unique in is his mind and being quick-minded. And Zappi was quick-minded. Now, the difference between the two is their size. Can Zappi hold up at his size? I don't know about that. Mac Jones struggled, you know, got hit a lot last year. Can he hold up? To me, that's the question you have to answer. Does Bailey Zappi have an NFL body? It's one thing to look good in three or four games. It's another thing to be able to endure during the entire season. I I could see there's a lot of similarities to that, right? Because, again, the quarterback, if we're going to manage the quarterback, which we have to manage them all, what's the level of that managing that we have to do? And then can this guy stay healthy? Can he stay healthy through 17 games and taking the hits? That's going to be the question I think you got to answer. Mac Jones has to win with his mind. That's where his game has got to be the best. Quick-minded, not quick-footed. The numbers, obviously Mac Jones last year, he took a step back. It, completion percentage was down, touchdowns were down, uh, picks right around the same, so not much of a change there. A little under 3,000 passing yards, so that is from the Patriot perspective. Now let me ask the Michael Lombardi perspective. Do you think Mac Jones is a winning quarterback in this league? I do. I think you can win with them, but I think he has to have the right supporting cast. And I think we saw last in his rookie year, as a pure rookie, he won. Got his team to the playoffs. Now they couldn't they couldn't beat Buffalo, and certainly they weren't good enough on defense. But yeah, I do think he's a winning quarterback. I think like a lot of quarterbacks in the league, you got to manage them, and you got to handle them, and you got to have the right cast around them. Like I've often said, you got to have the right players with him. And I don't think he's a fifty pass guy. I don't think he's a ten pass guy. I think you've got to have balance and a play action, and you got to get him to buy into the system. And I think that's that's all quarterbacks. So uh, the answer to me is yes. So. I just thought about this while you were answering that. What's fascinating here is the symmetry. So that 2021 draft, let's take a look at the quarterbacks, three of them. There's big-time questions with Trey Lance in San Francisco. Big-time questions right now as we pose them as far as Mac Jones. And then also, what will the Bears do with the number one overall pick? There are rumors that Justin Fields will get traded. That is, if you think about it, those three quarterbacks just a couple of years ago drafted in the first round, and now big question marks surround all three of them. Well, I mean, look, Mac Jones is a rookie, played well. So I don't know if you can just throw that out the window, right? He played really well as a rookie. He played better than anybody as a rookie, including Trevor Lawrence. So he's had the reverse of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence had a disastrous rookie year, really good second year. Mac had a really good rookie year, disastrous second year. Partly not his fault, right? Not not all his fault. So uh, I, I think you got to I think you got to give this a little bit more time before you just say, okay, let's throw him out the door. Because you do have the body of work from his rookie season, and you feel like that can really help. Are you hearing anything on Lance in the quarterback situation? Of course, the surgery in the offseason there for the quarterback um, in Brock Purdy. But are you hearing anything as far as movement in Trey Lance? 
I think Kyle has really adapted a strong feeling for Brock Purdy. And I think if Brock Purdy's the healthy guy starting training camp, which everybody says he will be, I think he'll be the starter. And I think Lance will assume the backup role. And maybe Lance will have a role as a kind of an alternate third and short player come in. But I have not. I mean, how does anybody know what they feel about Lance different than what they felt on the plane ride home from Houston when they said, uh-uh, we're signing Garoppolo, Right. So what has changed between we're signing Garoppolo till now? He got hurt. There's nothing. So you have no evidence. He's been in a boot. He's been in a cast. He's done nothing to improve. He hasn't played in three years. Didn't play as a rookie. Didn't play this year. Didn't play a senior year in college. And played three. You know, when he goes to camp, it'll be almost four years before he's actually played. It's hard. So there's no way you could have an opinion one way or the other. And I think there are moves. Like, I... If I were in San Francisco, and I don't know what the numbers will be for Cooper Rush, but I would try to sign Cooper Rush. We talked about the Eagles with the moving pieces. No team has more moving pieces. No team has more cap space. They've got the number one overall pick. They've got Justin Fields. They've got a completely open roster they need to fill. That is the Chicago Bears. Your gut right now. Do the Bears make a move at quarterback? Uh, my gut tells me just listening to the rhetoric around, I think, yes, I think they're uncertain. I think they, I think they realize that he is not a pro passer. The delivery's bad. The, the release, the, 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 the way he throws the football is not lending itself to consistency. And look, if you're Matt Eberflus and you think, you know, the answer to this, he's extremely talented as an athlete. There's no denying this. But all the plays he makes are runs. I mean, you know, when it's hard to get completions out of him. And if you're going to win, you got to throw the football. you got to have to throw the ball. Now, the question is, is somebody in that building defending him that we can make him better? See, Jalen Hurts had a lot of support in the building from the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, and to, to everybody. He was determined that he could change. And the kids work at to prove that. I think it's really a lot up to fields. Right now, you take a look at the draft board, the odds over at DraftKings. Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback, minus 160 to go one overall. So he's your favorite. C.J. Stroud, second in the betting market at plus 330. Will Levis, so the three quarterbacks round out the top three at plus 550. Jalen Carter, seven and a half to one. When we return, Thomas Gable, he's been white hot in college basketball. He joins us next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, remember, right now you can become a VSIN pro for $9.99. Sometimes this gets a little complicated, so I'll make it very simple. I just told you Samich sent over his picks. He's been hot. That's what's included. Those picks, every host, every guest. Also, Thomas Gable, who's 6-2 and two over his last eight in college basketball, those plays will be listed, and you can get involved for $9.99 right now. Why wouldn't you? Pro tools, pro picks, and pro tips, it's all there for subscribers. Become a VEASAN pro, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher, of course, Thomas Gable, our partner. He runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. Uh, I embarrassed him, so he's going to be upset with me, but he is 6-2 and two over his last eight, 2-1 on the day yesterday including Bama absolutely rolling over Georgia, Thomas Gable. Good morning. Good morning, yeah. Uh, Bill Berman, very happy with that result last night. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking full credit for it like always, you know. Absolutely, TG. Good pick, <laughs> though. I mean, look, it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, in this day and age, getting points seems to be. I thought the big win of the day was Texas A&M going into Missouri and beating Missouri. They were, yeah. you know, that was a huge win for Buzz Williams' Aggie team. They got to 20 wins for the season. And, you know, I know they've been on the bubble as terms of making the, the 64 round. But to me, that win kind of puts them in, don't you think? Uh, it goes a long way towards that, and yeah, that, that was not a good result for us in that game at all. We we needed uh, Missouri there, but uh, as you said, tremendous win for for A and M, uh, and I think it goes a long way uh, towards getting them in. That that's a great in Jersey. The tri-state is a great college basketball area. It's not the old Big East like back in the day, but it's a great college basketball area. I set it up this way to ask you, did you see an exponential jump as soon as the Super Bowl ended and handle for college basketball, or had it already been very 
uh, positive and solid there at the Borgata? No, it's it's already been there uh, even during football season for us. I mean, we just we we tend to write a lot of basketball business here in the Northeast, whether it's NBA or college basketball. So uh, it's it's just this region of the country. Uh, they they love uh, they love basketball, they love hoops, and uh, we we always have a strong handle uh, in the in the sport. You know, I think that I think what people don't realize about this area we live in, Thomas, is how much college basketball is part of the fabric and going back to the big five and how how yeah. that was part of our lives the Penn, st joe's villanova LaSalle, you know temple those five teams were were basically the big east before the big east became it and, and a lot of people love that and i think you know villanova's down this year but i don't think it dampens the enthusiasm I want to ask you about Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers is like one of the top teams defensively in college basketball. Do they have any chance to get to the tournament, you think? Well, um, just a caveat before we get into Rutgers. Obviously, if you're in New Jersey, you can't bet on Rutgers um, uh, because we can't take uh, bets on schools in New Jersey. But uh, to your point, tremendous, tremendous defensive team. you know, they, they went through, uh, they got the win yesterday there against uh, Wisconsin. Um, came off three straight losses to get that. Uh, I think a lot's going to depend for them how they, uh, how they end up in the, in the Big Ten tournament. They're 9-7 and seven right now in conference. Uh, I think a, a lot's going to be decided for them. Um, obviously, they have four games remaining, but when it gets to the Big Ten tournament, how they look there. Let's jump into some of these games on the board today. Thomas Gable, a director of the race and sports book at the Borgata College Basketball Expert. Sorry, Thomas, I had to do that to you. Uh, let's talk about Ohio State. Ohio State's been terrible this year. They're headed to Purdue. Purdue is going to be cranky, and they're laying 12. Yeah, so let, let's go back to January 5th when these two teams met in Columbus. Ohio State was coming in that game, winners of three straight, and they almost pulled off the upset. They lost 71-69 to Purdue. And since that game, the season has completely basically turned to garbage for Ohio State. Uh, in, including that game, they've gone 1-12, and uh, only have three wins in the conference overall on the season. Purdue, meanwhile, 12-4 and four in the Big Ten, but have lost two straight to Northwestern and Maryland. Now, Ohio State offensively, that's not the issue for the Buckeyes. It, it's getting stops on the defensive end. Uh, and trying to stop Zach Eady here has proved virtually impossible. So Ohio State, I think, is going to have to luck out and hope to draw some early fouls on Eady, get him into some foul trouble here. The freshman guards for Purdue, uh, Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, they've been very good. This Purdue team is not one that I really trust outside of Eady and not one I would recommend making a future play on right now. But I think they should be able to put this Buckeye team away at home uh, where they are much more comfortable than when they are on the road. Uh, total right now, sitting at around 139, um, depending where you're looking, but 138 and a half, 139 out there. And, uh, again, pretty much back up to where the opener was. Uh, Purdue laying 12 here at home. Yeah, Memphis is going to go into Houston. You know, Houston's on a, what, a six-game win streak after they lost surprisingly to Temple. And Memphis is, you know, Memphis is one of those teams where they're so athletic, but you never can count. You talk about lack of consistency. What do you think on this game? So this is is an interesting uh, spot here. Houston, obviously, at home, laying 14. Uh, total sitting at 142, and I still have this Houston team power rated number one in my ratings. 12 and one in the American Athletic Conference, with that lone loss coming coming to Temple, which was a really odd game when you get get right down to it. But uh, this team should be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament uh, right now. Looks like they're falling into that number two overall seed spot. But Memphis comes in here in second place in the conference, 10 and three record. Uh, and let's give Penny Hardaway some credit as this team has won 20 games in all five seasons that he's been there. Um, this is a team that's on the bubble for the NCAAs and as they have wins, they they beat Texas A&M, they beat Auburn. They lost twice to Tulane. Uh, the bottom line is Memphis is going to play this Houston team possibly up to three times in the next three to four weeks. Uh, they have two regular season games still 
including today, and possibly a, a tournament uh, game against them. Uh, and I think Memphis is certainly capable of hanging in these games. Uh, Houston is a team that typically doesn't give up a lot of points, and certainly they have one of the better defenses in the country, but this Memphis team can score. So I would lean toward the over in this one. Uh, I don't have official play on this one, but I would, I would lean towards the over. Is it hard for you to be objective about Houston since you stopped liking Georgetown and now have been obsessed with the Houston Cougars for the last couple of years? I'm not obsessed with them, Patrick. I just have them power rated very highly. You you bet them every single every game. You bet them and you bet the under. We know what you do. Well, I mean, Patrick, not to interrupt. TG, TG, do you think that's because these other teams aren't they're so inconsistent it's hard to really get a handle on them and do you think it has more to do with that than overvaluing Houston? I don't think Houston's overvalued. I mean, I, I get the argument that the, their conference isn't you know, it, it's not the Big 10. I, I get it. Uh, but I, I think when you you look at what goes into my ratings, I mean, they they are the deserved number 1 team and uh, to Patrick's point, yes, I played a lot of unders on Houston earlier in the year, but this team has been playing to the over the last few. I think they're five and one to the over the last six games. Wow. So I was that lean over today. Look at you. Okay, we got two minutes. Georgetown Butler. We talked about the futility of Georgetown and Patrick Ewing yesterday. Let's talk about this number. It's just five at Butler, one thirty-eight on the total. Yeah, and this uh, this total has dropped. Uh, I gave you 140 this morning when I sent it over to play. So Georgetown, they've had some decent shooting performances at Hinkle Fieldhouse in the past couple seasons. But, again, not much is going right for this Butler team this season. Uh, not nearly as bad as Georgetown, but they haven't had a great season. Um, I looked at the total here. As Georgetown likes to play fast, Butler's a very slow, methodical team. And usually when you have a contrast in styles, the slower-paced team is going to drag the other to their pace. And Georgetown is just not good enough defensively to get Butler out of their pace that they want to play at. The, the first meeting between these two, Butler put up 80 points. They shot 12 to 26 from three in that game. And they just embarrassed Georgetown uh, completely out of the gym. Uh, I got no lean on the side here, but uh, as I – Text it over to you, Patrick. I, I like the under of 140 because I think Butler controls the tempo here. And so uh, that, that's why I was looking at the under in this game. Okay. You mentioned Houston won atop your power rankings. May I ask who's two and three in the TG power rankings? Sure. I have uh, Alabama two uh, right now. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, Pretty close. They're pretty close. I know Alabama does have a win over Houston uh, this year. And then I have a UCLA uh, number three. Defense, 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 defense for Thomas. I think Gable. UCLA. Is, I think UCLA at twelve at thirteen to one is good value to get to the Final Four just on defense alone. If you just look at their numbers. Tremendous. Yeah, they're a tremendous defensive team. Absolutely. Thomas Gable, he's got two plays. They have been sent over for VEASAN pros. Make sure you check them out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Enjoy the Sunday, Thomas. Thank you very much. Thanks, TG. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Okay, we'll come back and wrap it up with some NFL news, including Lamar Jackson. Next. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. 
Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian. Premium cocktails on demand. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. They unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets, bet insurance tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM Points into MGM Reward Points that you can use towards dining, shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts property located not just in Vegas, but nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program. Make sure you check it out. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we're back here on a Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line. We opened the show with Rich Gannon talking about Derek Carr, and he's echoed what you've said, that maybe Carr isn't... He's got to be in the right situation. So I'm going to give you the numbers on his landing spots here. The Saints are your favorite for Derek Carr at 3 to 1. The Jets right behind him at plus 330. The the Bucks are 4 and a half to 1 and the Panthers are 5 to 1. So what you see there is NFC South, all three NFC South teams involved. And if you take a step back and think about the South, uh Elliot mentioned Desmond Ritter there with the Saints. Excuse me, with the Falcons. Do you think yeah. they're moving forward with Ritter under center the Falcons? I I think to me when you look at the when you look at the the success of Philadelphia, and you look at the uh, the ability that that Hertz developed, and the character that Hertz had, it falls in line with Ritter. It really does. And so, I think to me, you know, to then engage yourself into a forty million dollar contract with. Derek Carr, you're basically saying to Ritter, you're a backup for the rest. Now, I don't know what they feel like on Ritter, but I got the sense from listening to Arthur Banks' comments as he walked around Radio Row in in Phoenix that they're all in on him. And so I kind of get the sense that this will probably be what they what the the direction they're going to go. And I, I get the sense that that's really what they'll do. I don't I don't believe that they're going to just you know walk away from Ritter and say, okay, because let's face it, let's face it, they're in really good, they're in really good cap situation if they get that done. I mean, if they're able to handle that, they're in really, they're in a great spot to then add players to their team. Whereas if you go down the car road, you don't get that advantage. You're not being, you're not going to be able to add as much because he's going to eat so much of your cap up. Well, let's talk about the spot for Carr. I'll start with the two betting favorites, the Saints and the Jets. Help me understand, either the Saints or the Jets, are they good landing spots for Derek Carr? Well, I mean, look, so let's let's work backwards, right? So the Jets are, are over the cap right now, okay? So whatever they do, they're going to have to create cap room. The Saints are at least $50 million over the projected cap. Just currently where they sit right now. The Bucks are $55 million over the cap. So there's a lot of work to do. So when we lay those numbers in, who's the right fit? A lot of this is going to be money. So 
I just read you three teams that are struggling financially that they have to get below the cap. Why did Carr refuse a trade? Why did he say, release me? He probably said, release me, because the teams that have the cap room aren't interested in him. And so that $40 million he's due next year and the 120 over three wasn't viable based on these teams where they are financially. So for the Jets to sign them, they're going to have to do a lot of maneuvering within their cap. Easy to do. They can do it. It's, I'm not saying it's not. They're going to have to restructure some contracts. They're going to have to get them to the right deal. But what fans don't realize is cap and cash – when you go way over the cash like the Eagles did this year, you're going to have to kind of come back around. So I, I think ultimately that's why the landing spot for him would be a team that has the cap room to put him in immediately. The Falcons have $56 million of cap room before they do anything. Okay, $56 million. They could easily work a contract with him and put him in. But if they don't like, if they, don't, if they do that, they're not going to be able to add to their team. You follow me? So they're not going to be able to really yeah. reinforce. They're going to be able to reinforce their team, but not to the level if they stay with Ryder. It's fascinating to take a look. Let's throw up that graphic there. Where will Derek Carr take his next snap? We mentioned the Saints, the Jets, the Bucks, and Panthers. Those are one through four. It gets interesting because you start to see, you know, the commanders, are they going to go Sam Howell? The Colts don't have a quarterback. And then we were just talking about Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. The Patriots are sitting 10 to 1 for car services. Right. So let's just talk about those five teams on our betting list right there. The Saints, at least 50 million over the cap. The Jets, you know, a million, you know, 250,000 over the cap as it sits now. The Bucks, the worst cap shape of any team, 55 million over the cap. The Panthers, they're seven million over the cap. They're four teams that we just taught the Titans. The Titans are basically, you know, they're twenty million over the cap. That doesn't, you know, that includes Tannehill within their number. So where the the commanders, they have room, they have eight million, they have players, they have room, but I don't get the sense they want to spend thirty million. See, this is all gonna come down to cars number. The rich is right. He's going to make a lot of money, but he's not going to make the money he was due to make if he stayed in in Las Vegas. It's going to be fascinating to see where Derek Carr ends up. Also, this could be fascinating. So Lamar Jackson, we had Jordan Schultz on the show on Friday, and he said that the, remember, they hired Munkin from Georgia, but OC candidates who interviewed with the Ravens were not given full assurances that Lamar Jackson will be the quarterback next season. There's now starting – this is percolating as far as potential trade talk with Lamar Jackson. Well, I mean, look, if you can't get him to agree to a contract and you don't want to guarantee him the 250 and he won't take less than 250, you're at a stalemate, and you think you can create a deal similar to or greater than Russell Wilson, a deal similar to or greater than Deshaun Watson, then maybe you listen. Maybe you go out there and listen. You know, maybe the Chicago Bears come to you and offer you Justin Fields and a huge package, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making this up, but say they do. And now you have the first pick in the draft and you could draft a quarterback on an economically friendly deal. And the Bears have all this cap room to go ahead and sign them. And they have a new stadium that they want to build. See, this is also factors in, right? You know, one of the reasons the Rams went all in is they were, they were going in that new stadium. They weren't going to go in there as a 5-11 and 11 team. So that, that tends to motivate you to kind of be a little bit more. And I think the Jets, financially, where they have been and not been able to generate the kind of revenues that the Raiders generate in Las Vegas, has made them more desperate to go get a quarterback. I mean, the Jets will do everything they can to get the quarterback. And, and as I cite their cap, I don't think that's going to be their issue. They're going to have – they'll be able to work around it. They'll reduce some deals. They'll restructure. I mean, you know, they have Dwayne Brown counting on their cap at, at, at basically $11 million. Well, he's probably not going to be there, so they'll change that. You know, what do they do with Corey Davis? You know, there's a lot of guys. Now they got to re-sign Quentin Williams to a huge contract, right? See, we don't count that. See, we just look at the numbers. So Quentin Williams, if you sign Derek Carr and you got to sign Quentin Williams, do you have how much cash do you have left? Right. By the way, I don't think I was prepared for this on a Sunday. I just Googled Lamar Jackson, and the first thing that came up, NFL exec speculates on the Dolphins trading Tua for Lamar. 
Okay, so that was not something I was prepared for on a Sunday. How about a trade, Tua, for Lamar? Well, let me say this to you. So I've been told reliably that Lamar wants to play at one place, and it's Miami. He's from Pompano Beach. He'd love to go home. And, you know, and so they don't have a first-round pick, but, you know, I know they love Tua. I know they're in love with them, but if you had a chance to make a move to get Lamar, is Lamar better than Tua? You answer that, Patrick. I know my answer. Absolutely. I mean, I don't even think they're in the same conversation. Um, yeah. One's a league MVP, just turned 26, and Tua is he's Tua. Um, and I know that frustrates people. We're not disrespecting Tua. It's just Lamar Jackson's a better football player. I don't think that's really up for debate. Uh, so I guess – it's not that far out of the realm of possibility because, as you mentioned, Lamar would like to go back home. Yeah, I think that that would be – and you could get a deal done with him. I think he would get a deal done going home. But that's that's just – that's what I've heard through the league. Now, whether that happens or not, we shall see. But I do think that – I do think Baltimore is going to – it would – like we talked about in the earlier block with New England, you're going to listen. If you don't listen – then you, you're saying this player is untouchable. And there's really very few untouchable players, especially if you can't advance the player forward. If you can't say, okay, you know, the Eagles are going to build their team around Jalen Hurts' contract. That's advancing them forward. If you don't have that ability, it's challenging. Okay, we'll go out like this on a Sunday. Best guess, we won't hold you to it. Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback for what franchise next year? I'm going to guess the Jets. I'm just going to jet because I think the Jets are desperate and they need to do something. I'm going to guess the Jets. I, I, I would say Derek Carr would be a Saint, but I think he could be a Panther. I think he'll be in the South. How about that? You can get plus 330 on Rodgers to the Jets. Live bet Sunday, JVT and Will Hill next. Michael, enjoy your Sunday. Thank you Thank very you, much. Patrick. See you Have Thursday. A good one. Lombardi line. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. High Five Casino. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.